to Talking About Pigs with Smack, a podcast where individuals from the Swine Medicine Education Center discuss swine health topics over coffee. My name is Dr. Meredith Peterson. I'm a veterinarian and postdoc with the Swine Medicine Education Center, or SMEC. And with me today is Dr. Gabby Don. Hi there, I'm Dr. Gabby Don. I am also a postdoc with SMEC, or the Swine Medicine Education Center, and also a veterinarian. So a little overview on our podcast. Uh, We're a producer-focused podcast. Each episode is focused on a different swine health topic of interest for pork producers. What we do is bring current resources related to the topic, including research papers, news articles, updates from meetings and conferences, and we kind of boil all the information down and connect it to you, the producers. Most of the resources we refer to in the podcast can be found in the podcast notes associated with the podcast. If you have trouble accessing these notes or any of the resources, please email us at isusmec at iastate.edu. Today's topic is rotating disinfectants. We're going to cover some interesting information, like do you need to rotate your disinfectant on your swine farm? Do pathogens develop resistance to disinfectants? And some disinfectant best practices. So we'll get started with some resources that Dr. Don and I brought today and kind of talk through where the current research is on this topic. All right, so the first topic we're going to talk about is a Michigan State University uh, swine extension published an article on December 14, 2018, which was discussing the swine disinfectant strategies and arguments for and against rotating disinfectants. And so some key points from uh, this particular article. So for most disinfectants used in hog production, true resistance hasn't been observed. In some cases, there's an increased tolerance uh, or depending or higher than normal disinfectant levels uh, required has been seen. There's also been an increased tolerance of pathogens to disinfectants often results from biofilm buildup. And so biofilms are where cells become embedded into an extracellular environment in which often appears as a slimy coating on equipment. And so it's really hard to get that biofilm off a lot of times. And so we can also see increased tolerance within that biofilm because it's so hard to eliminate completely. And so rotating those two two disinfectants from different chemical classes, especially uh, if they have different mechanisms, might address these biofilm problems. There's evidence of adaptation of pathogens to several antibiotic-like disinfectants that are used on farms, including chlorhexidine and triclosan. And in these cases, rotating those types of disinfectants would be useful. And so overall, the takeaway is that most importantly, uh, follow the manufacturer's instructions for these disinfectants and ensure that all of the surfaces are clean prior to disinfection as organic material such as manure, dirt, or feed can inactivate disinfectants and also eliminate the whole coverage of the disinfectant and the penetrating ability for that. And so in these cases, it may look as resistance or a tolerance, but it may just be that disinfectant is not able to get to those areas um, as well. So it's very important to scrub the slime off of stuff before you're actually disinfecting. Yep, and eliminating that biofilm is super important. Well, the next article that I brought um, was titled, Should You Rotate Disinfectants? Industry Experts Weigh In. So this was an article on Pharmaceutical Online. Um, They interviewed 15 um, industry or pharmaceutical microbiologists and asked them questions about rotating disinfectants. Um, So they did cover that there is scientific evidence for antibiotic resistance. Um, However, that's different than disinfectant resistance. 
So this has not been observed in pharmaceutical cleaning and disinfection. Um, the microbiologist polled also had different answers and recommendations on the utility of rotating disinfectants. So kind of some inconsistencies even among the experts as to whether or not disinfectant rotation is necessary. Ultimately, what they stressed was that utilizing an effective disinfectant while periodically shocking the environment with a sporocide um, is generally recommended over rotating multiple disinfectants. So really we wanna focus on effective bacterial disinfectants. Um, so that's like labeled disinfectants for whatever pathogens you're treating. Um, and then occasionally using that sporocide just as something to knock down fungal growth. Mm -hmm. um, so kind of a key takeaway, there's not a strong case for disinfectant resistance. However, re more research is needed, um, so it's hard to extrapolate. We know that bacteria develop antibiotic resistance, but we don't have as much information on disinfectant resistance. So I, d I believe that Dr. Don brought some published literature looking at disinfectant resistance. Yep, I sure did. So this uh, is a doctoral thesis by a student from Ghent University in Belgium, uh, Helder Martins, I think is how you pronounce her name. And so this was published in March 2020, and it was on uh, disinfectant use and antimicrobial resistance. And so the title was, Does Disinfectant Use in Animal Husbandry Lead to Antimicrobial Resistance Selection? And so the key points from this thesis were that there's been much less research uh, related to disinfectants and their use in human medicine, animal husbandry, and the food industry, but there has been a lot um, in antibiotic research. And so like um, Dr. Peterson was saying, you know, really we need to study this a little bit more and see uh, if there are resistance uh, mechanisms within that. So the research completed in this doctoral program investigated animal husbandry disinfectant strategies and their effects on antibiotic resistance using E. coli as their model. And so the results highlighted the importance of properly applying the disinfectants, really uh, cleaning very well before you're applying the disinfectant, and then making sure that they're at their labeled concentration and time. And so a lot of these disinfectants, they will actually have different concentrations for the different organisms that you're specifically looking at, right? So for instance, E. coli may have a different level of concentration than salmonella. And so you wanna make sure that you understand what you're targeting first, and then also making sure that it's uh, you're applying it at that labeled concentration and for that time. The results also indicated no reason for concern of antimicrobial resistance selection due to disinfection um, from the use in the animal husbandry when the disinfectants are applied properly. And so really the big takeaway is make sure you're using the disinfectants according to the label. And then also more research is needed on this topic, but current research indicates that uh, the need for proper use rather than rotating disinfectants. So just kind of a summary of, of what we covered today. There's really little research information showing true resistance to disinfectants in swine farms. Um, <clears throat> what's more important is that improper cleaning and disinfectant use is likely the cause of ineffective disinfection. So not cleaning off that biofilm that Dr. Don was talking about or not using the disinfectant according to the label. So it's really important to read the label um, and apply that disinfectant to already clean surfaces because you won't be able to disinfect organic material, biofilms, things like that. 
We will continue to monitor the data and research associated with disinfectant resistance, and we'll update you in these podcasts. As we've talked about before, the discussed resources and summaries can be found in the podcast notes linked with the podcast. If you have trouble accessing any of the uh, discussed resources, please email us at isusmec at iastate.edu. Please share and watch for our next episode. We'll continue to discuss other current swine health topics. Have a great day and great week. Thanks for tuning in. A special thank you to Iowa Pork Producers Association for making this podcast possible through their sponsorship. Mm -hmm.